This is an All Ears English podcast episode 81, how to start your presentation in English with three phrases. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. What are the three things you must do to give a good presentation in English? And how can you say them using the right phrases? Learn what they are today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Lindsay, when is the last time that you had to give a presentation? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Well, I did one, let's see, I did a presentation in the Women Language Conference just a few months ago. I guess that was like February or something. Yes, that's right. I love that conference. How did it go? It was great. It was great. It was very inspiring. I love to inspire when I give presentations and I love to have high energy levels. (laughs) What about you, Aubrey? Yes, awesome. I'm the same. You want it to be engaging, right? You Mm -hmm. want your audience to really be interested in what you're saying. There's nothing worse than giving a presentation and seeing people's eyes kind of glass over. They're checking their phones. They're looking over. That's worst case scenario, right? We don't want that to happen. Exactly. You guys are guaranteed at some point to be presenting in English, whether that's at work Mm -hmm. or something in your personal life. This happens even when it's a little bit more informal, right? If you're trying to convince friends to go somewhere fun, you sort of have to do a mini presentation to talk them (laughs) into it. So this comes up pretty often. Right. And there are certain things you need to do, especially, I guess the goal of any presentation, as you're saying, Aubrey, is kind of to persuade in one way or another, right? And we've been talking about presentations this week. In the last couple of episodes, we we featured a guest that came on. And so we're going to extend this conversation about presentations. But Aubrey, what should our listeners do to make sure they don't miss our show, a single yes, episode? Guys, make sure to follow or subscribe to All Ears English wherever you find your podcasts. We publish four episodes every week. You know, and sometimes bonuses that you will not get if you're not subscribed. So yes, make sure yes. to subscribe today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we've been talking this week about three of those things that we can really make sure we do to get the audience on board. As you said, Aubrey, the last thing we want is glazed over eyes. What does that mean glazed over? But yeah, where you sort of see you can tell if someone's making eye contact and they're interested in there. And then yep. when they sort of lose interest, and yes. you can almost see their eyes lose focus. <laughs> They're maybe thinking about something else. We call that, we say their eyes glaze over. <laughs> maybe they fall asleep. Hopefully they don't fall asleep, but that could happen too. That's a liability as well. We want to be careful. Of. <laughs> that would be an extreme for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first thing we, we need to do, and you know, this may be more true in American culture than other cultures, right? But you really need to make sure that your audience knows that you empathize with them. What do I mean by that? 
Yeah, you want to find what you have in common and show them that you relate to how they feel. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, if you're teaching some type of technology to friends or to students, you could say, Mm -hmm. you know, we understand technology might be a little scary. We know that you are looking for a new way to reach your students. You're letting them know that you are also sometimes intimidated by technology, right? Put yourselves Mm -hmm. on the same playing field so that they see, okay, this person understands where I'm coming from. Maybe I should listen to their message. Exactly. And this also makes me think of the expression, you know, the elephant in the room, kind of naming the elephant in the room, which is saying the thing that we all know that is going on. Exactly. So then maybe you could add like, you know, we're teachers too. We know how Mm -hmm. you feel Mm -hmm. and share, say, you know, whatever it is, wherever you're coming from with the angle, say we may have these differences, but this we have in common. Yeah. And what this is going to do, it's going to disarm them. Right? It's going right. to disarm them. It's gonna, Their defenses are going to, they're going to say, oh, this person really understands me. So maybe I should listen. What happens if we don't do this, Aubrey? Then we get that glazed over look, right? <laughs> they might not even give the message a chance in the first place because they, they might have that sort of idea or opinion that this person doesn't really understand my struggle, what I'm going yes. through. And so I'm probably not going to listen very closely at all. Yeah, exactly. So if you do nothing else, you have to do this, guys. You absolutely cannot skip this step. Okay. It's so important. It is so important. And, you know, even even for, let's say, middle school principals, they have to give this too. They have to do this, especially an audience like a middle school audience, which I could imagine would be the hardest <laughs> audience, you know, 12 year olds that just don't want to listen. Seriously. You absolutely have to do it. <laughs> Um, For sure. Every age, like anyone you can think, anyone that you're wanting to, for them to understand where you're coming from and really listen to your message, whoever that is, like you said, 12 year olds might be the hardest, (laughs) but adults, you know, coworkers at a meeting, anytime you're needing to get a message across, this is the first step. Let them know that you have this common ideal or belief or goal Mm -hmm. and you understand where they're coming from and together you're going to solve the problem problem or get something done. Yeah, it's so true. So business, life, family, friends, do this as your very first thing you must do. Now, there's two other things we have to do, Aubrey, and exactly we'll show you guys how to say those things. So what is the second thing that our listeners have to do? You want to show your audience that you want to solve their problem. So here's Mm -hmm. a great phrase you can do. You could say, what I am going to give you today is a solution to your problem. Name it from the outset. Don't wait until you've shared the solution to tell Mm -hmm. them that. Tell them in advance so that they are thinking, okay, I should sit up and listen because this is the solution I need. This is so good. I, I'm preparing a presentation for about three weeks from now. I think I'm going to put this in there because yes. <laughs> I'm thinking that, yeah, this is a great combination of a one-two punch. If you start by disarming them saying, I connect, I understand, I have the same situation, and now I'm going to solve your problem, that's amazingly powerful. Exactly. I can't imagine anyone sitting back and not paying yeah. attention after that. Like They're at yeah. least going to give you a shot to find out, okay, is this really solving my problem? They've, you will have their attention. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
That's so good. That's so good. And then and then the other thing is we need to do a little, this is a bit of housekeeping, right? We need to, because you are setting the stage, you own the presentation, you need to let listeners know when they can ask questions. This is cultural too, Aubrey, right? Sometimes yes. in different cultures, there might be expectations, different corporate cultures. What do you think? For sure. But in the United States, um, that might happen that someone raises their hand and asks a yeah. question in the middle of a presentation. So yes. you want to, from the get-go, at the beginning, let them know that there will be a, a Q&A, a question mm-hmm. and answer session at the end. Mm-hmm. And you could use this phrase and say, please hold your questions until the end. And yes. it's so powerful to share this right at the beginning, because mm-hmm. if you have to sort of shut someone down once they've raised their hand and say that, that's Ooh. going to interrupt your presentation. It's so much better to say that right at the beginning so everyone understands the expectation. Yeah, it's going to interrupt your flow, possibly your confidence as well. I know in the US, it's not uncommon to have people not just ask questions in the middle, but challenge you, right? Challenge what you're saying. Oh, yeah, you have to be prepared for that. And I am curious Mm -hmm. what this is like in other cultures. But in the United States, there's a good chance even if you are the expert in the room that someone would still challenge your points and directly disagree with you, you need to be prepared. You need to know the material you're presenting really well, Mm -hmm. be confident, be open to input and recognize that there's a chance that's going to happen, a good chance. Exactly. And that's why it's so useful to tell them, you know, please hold your questions until the end because just push that all to the end. Let them hear your full argument, right? Sometimes people might challenge you because they haven't heard everything you're about to say and that's unfair to you. Right. Right. Because your answer would maybe be, oh, I'm going to get to that in a couple minutes. Yeah, (laughs) that breaks up everything. I know a lot of our listeners, I remember I used to work with a scientist at MIT in in, in Cambridge, and he would stress a lot about his presentations and he was always getting challenged by his colleagues. But the the way to handle that is put that until the end. And then that's going to run over. You're probably going to finish the presentation. People are going to be walking out and people will still be up asking you questions. That's good. Right. You save the question. Question askers for the end, the challengers. Right. Okay. right. That's a good sign if people were so engaged and interested that they have yeah. questions at the end. But think about, like you were saying, Lindsay, how that could interrupt the flow if yes. it's allowed to happen in the middle and here and there, right? So that's the way to circumvent that, prevent that from happening, is just let them know there will be a Q&A at the end. Please yeah. hold your questions until then. Yeah. You also don't want to be taken off your center, right? You want to, when you give a presentation, you must believe that what you're presenting is correct, is accurate, and is defensible. And you need to feel centered and strong. And if people are poking holes in your argument, as you're giving your argument, you're going to feel your voice, voice getting depleted, right? And you're starting to question yourself. That makes a less strong presentation. Exactly, right? For sure. You think about how you can lose the engagement of someone just because of that. Because the, the other thing to keep in mind is if someone raises their hand in the middle, there are a lot of people in that audience that don't have that question. And so yeah. you're losing all of them if you stop to answer that, right? So this oh is another gosh. plug for making sure to hold the Q&A to the end so that everyone stays engaged. Yeah, guys, on this show, we talk a lot about global business skills, right? Business English skills, business cultural skills. It's all for you guys. You're working, maybe you work for a multinational, you're having to do business meetings on the phone with the New York office, let's say you're in Tokyo. This podcast is for you, right? We have a lot of good stuff about business English. So make sure you follow us and you know, let us know what questions you have. Send your questions to lindsay at allersenglish.com, especially if it's a business related question, because we love getting those questions. Don't we, Aubrey? Yes, exactly. We might answer them in an upcoming episode. So definitely send in questions. Thanks, Lindsay. This was really fun. All right. Have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.